Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. We are really excited to have you join us for our second episode of 2024. Here we go. We are looking at generational curses and breaking them. This is something that we have never, ever before, as far as like a whole episode topic, I think we may have mentioned it before. I don't know. Um, I feel like this is a pretty new new topic. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we definitely have not talked about it for like a whole episode topic. May have mentioned it before, but we're not even sure about that. So this is kind of exciting because I feel like we haven't had a topic recently that we haven't at least mentioned before in an episode. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive into this and to really just kind of unpack generational curses. This is something that we see all over social media. Lots of talk about it going on in our world today. And most of it, surprise, surprise, is not biblically accurate in yeah. the least bit. And so we're going to discuss it from a biblical perspective today and get really deep into this and just be honest with you guys. Generational curses are something that a lot of people struggle with and they don't know how to get out of. They don't know what yeah. to do about it. And all we're hearing from counselors nowadays and social media quotes and Pinterest quotes and all those things is that, you know, we just need to love ourselves more. And that's somehow, some way, always the answer that we just need to love ourselves more. And you guys know we are totally, totally against that answer. That is not correct. That is not going to help you break your generational curses. And we're going to discuss today what actually will. So before we do that, Maddie, give us some announcements and we'll jump right in. Okay, so we thought we would fill you guys in on the fact that last week we hit 13,000 downloads on our podcast. So exciting. Very exciting. As you guys know, we are not going to be celebrating the milestones as frequently as we were before. Once we got to 10,000 downloads, we decided to dial it back a little bit. But as that far does as not mean that our excitement has dialed back. Yes. Exactly. We're just not going to be doing any super elaborate celebrations. Obviously, these milestones are incredibly important to us, and we are so grateful for you guys downloading all of the different episodes that you guys listen to, uh, your favorite episodes that you want to be able to listen to again, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. So we really appreciate you guys downloading. We especially appreciate when you guys just literally download them before you even listen to Mm -hmm. them. That is the greatest thing when we see that we post it and we literally have more downloads than listens at the start because you guys just immediately download them. So we are definitely grateful for you guys that are downloading them. But if you haven't downloaded any of our episodes, you're going to want to do that because that means that you will be able to listen to your favorite episodes that we have brought to you on the show wherever you are, whatever you're doing without any kind of internet connection or without any kind of cell service or anything. So mm-hmm. literally, if you're stranded in the woods, you may not be equipped for survival, but you will be able to listen to our podcast if you download an episode. So make sure that you go and do that because, you know, if you're going to die out in the wild, you might as well die by while being entertained. While listening to a yeah. few minutes with a few. You might as well go out with a bang and be like, okay, I'm going to get serious about being serious for Jesus now because I'm about to go see him. Oh my goodness. So yeah, 
if you download an episode, you can listen to it wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So make sure that you do that. And I'll pray that none of you listen to it while you're <laughs> stranded in the woods. Obviously, that's not what we want. Anyway, yeah. So that's probably the biggest announcement for this week is 13,000 downloads. So we're really excited about that. The show mm-hmm. is continuing to grow and we are looking forward to all the things coming in 2024. We are going to be working tirelessly on growing these kinds of platforms Mm -hmm. even more so make sure that you guys are helping us with that by sharing it with your friends uh letting them know that if they're ever in a survival situation they can just go ahead and download an episode you know yeah you never know what what could happen Mm -hmm. the end times you know when they shut off our wi-fi and everything boom truth coming right to you (laughs) you don't need wi-fi for that Mm. so anyhow Make sure that you're downloading, make sure that you're sharing it with your friends and just letting them know that you enjoy the podcast and you wanted to share that with them. Maybe there's a specific episode you think they would like. Obviously, I think this episode is going to apply to a lot of us, especially in 21st century America. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us deal with a lot of generational curses and just bad habits that are passed down from generation to generation. And I think that a lot of us are a part of a generation that is getting really serious about trying to deal with that kind of thing. You know, we're all in our healing era and that's what we see on social media a lot. But we're going to talk about it a little bit differently today in terms of how you actually tackle generational curses because you don't just deal with those by loving yourself more like Lily was saying or trying to meditate or just completely Mm -hmm. cutting yourself off from people. There are actually some very biblical things that we need to do when we are working to break generational curses. So I know that this is a topic that a lot of us are seeing talked about on social media and then maybe even dealing with in our own lives. So if this is an episode that you think someone else would like or something that just really impacts you, share it on your social media, Mm -hmm. get the word out about it. And any other episode that you listen to that you enjoy or think someone else would, that is one of the best ways that you can help us grow the show and enable us to continue recording episodes and putting them out for you guys to listen to. So make sure that you're sharing and download. Absolutely. Okay, so just to start off, we are going to talk a little bit about what I think the number one answer that the world gives us Mm -hmm. regarding generational curses, and that is to just cut people out, like you just said. And we've talked a little bit about that as far as like friendships go and different things like that. But generational curses, which are obviously primarily dealing with family relationships, that is not wise. (laughs) And why is that? Because you want to be able to share the gospel with your family. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't have some very clear-cut boundaries Mm -hmm. and that you maybe need to distance yourself a little bit to have an appropriate distance between yourselves. But cutting yourself completely out of someone's life, especially when it comes to family, tends to perpetuate the generational curses because that's what most people tend to do is they cut people completely out. They put their guard up, which I'm not saying there doesn't need to be boundaries. Don't hear me that way. There absolutely needs to be boundaries in our lives, especially when it's something like alcoholism runs in your family or drugs or stuff like that. That is stuff that we need to have boundaries with and that mm-hmm. we need to be protecting ourselves from, especially if we are tempted in that way to follow through with those family tendencies and habits. Yeah. And so I don't want anybody to walk away thinking, oh, well, I can just continue to hang around my family and uh, watch them as they drink mm-hmm. and think that I'm not going to be tempted and I'm not going to deal with that if I know that I am. Because that's just ignoring reality. That's yeah. ignoring the problem, the root of the problem that we're trying to deal with here, especially with generational curses. So 
There needs to be boundaries, but we also have to have some of this, uh, what I would call balance between totally cutting your family out of your life and having boundaries that are very strict and firm and everyone knows what they are and Mm -hmm. you operate that way and you don't back down from that, but they have to be rooted in biblical love. So these clear-cut boundaries have to come from scripture because you ultimately want to see your family saved. I Mm -hmm. hope that that is our number one desire when it comes to addressing generational curses because you have those generational curses, you have those bad and evil habits because Jesus is not influencing those things and he's not a part of those things. And so that is really the root of the problem. You want to get down to that and you want to make sure that you realize yourself that's why those problems exist. Mm -hmm. That's why that sin occupies that space in their lives because they're not allowing Jesus to influence all that they're saying and all that they're doing. And so if you want to live in a different way and you want to break that generational curse, that first starts with you living according to the gospel and you being serious for Jesus. And that also includes setting those boundaries and things that are going to help your yourself to uh, stay pure and to make sure that you're following Christ wholeheartedly and not falling into those same temptations and bad habits. But you also want your family to see that. Mm -hmm. You also want them to be a part of Jesus changing your life in such a radical way. And it doesn't mean that you continue to hang around them or do all of that stuff, but you also want to leave the door open to the point where they feel like if they have questions or they also want that change to happen in their own life, they feel like they can come to you with that and they know that they can ask questions and that they can be curious about those things yeah and that you'll share with them so that's the first step i feel like that we need to tackle with generational curses because i see so much of the world saying just cut them out and just be Mm -hmm. done when that's just not the answer if we're trying to influence them and win people to jesus especially our families that's not the way you do that Yeah, I mean, we are especially hearing terms like entering my villain era and different things like that when it comes to cutting people out of your life. This is definitely, sometimes it can be really hard to balance these things because, I mean, in our ministry, we've seen a lot of individuals that come to Jesus and they come out of these families that definitely have not prioritized Jesus and do have a lot of different issues that are super easy to fall into. And especially when you've been around that environment your entire Mm -hmm. life and you feel like that's normal and then you have this completely new normal that is definitely still very new, it can be really, really easy to fall back into that typical normal. I mean, you look at things in your everyday life that you have formed habits around and even if they are not toxic or sinful or bad it's so easy to just keep doing them Mm -hmm. even if it's just something like being unproductive or spending more time on your phone than you want to or whatever it's so much easier to go back to spending as much time on your phone as you were before than it is to find something else to do because you get that dopamine rush from it and it's just something that you've trained your body to naturally pick up whenever you're in an awkward situation or you're alone or you're bored that can be the exact same thing with different things that are going on in our families because when that is your typical normal and you have created habits around that, it can be extremely hard to break. Now, with Jesus, it gets a lot easier. Mm -hmm. You're definitely capable of breaking that habit with his help, but that is not to say that it's not still going to be very challenging. And so something that we see a lot in our ministry is we see people who come to Jesus, they get saved and they have a radical conversion and it lasts for a little while, 
But then if they are still allowing themselves to spend just as much time with their family and are still allowing themselves to be in exactly the same environments Mm -hmm. as before they were saved, typically their radical conversion does not last. Mm -hmm. And you see them very quickly fall back into a lot of really sad and difficult circumstances. So it is important to separate yourself a little bit in some ways and to let your family see that this is not actually normal. Mm -hmm. I know all of us may think this is normal, but it's not. So I'm not going to be participating in it anymore. So if I know that these are like big things that we tend to think of, but if your family has issues with alcohol and so alcohol eventually comes out at every single family meetup and hangout time, but you've decided that you want to cut alcohol completely out of your life because you know that that's a problem and it leads to bad things in your family or in your personal life, then you make the boundary. As soon as the alcohol comes out and people start drinking, you're leaving or you're just not participating in that. And you explain that to your family. It's not just where you like ghost them and you just leave. I think that it is very important to explain your actions to people. Like Lily was saying, that's one of our greatest ways that we can evangelize to our families because if they think that's normal, just like you thought that was normal at one time, then they're not going to see a problem with this. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, this is just our family. This is just what we do. But then when maybe you get saved or you just kind of get serious about your faith and you realize that these things are not normal and they are not things that you should be participating in, you need to explain that to your family Mm -hmm. and you need to show them this is because of Jesus that I'm not doing this. It's not because I'm trying to be holier than you. It's not because I'm trying to be better than you or I'm trying to make myself look good. It's Mm -hmm. because I've genuinely been changed by Jesus. That is the most important thing that we can do when it comes to breaking generational curses. Quite frankly, I don't think that we can do it on our own. I don't think we have enough willpower to say that the generational curses come to an end in Mm -hmm. our generation. That's a really difficult thing to do. I mean, this is something that we've dealt with in our family. We haven't really talked about this before, but our parents are first-generation Christians. Neither of their parents were Christians. Our dad had a very radical conversion, and then our mom got saved shortly after he did. Our family is still not Christian. We definitely have some generational curses that we deal with in our family. And so we have a lot of different broken relationships that are really hard to deal with sometimes. But we have tried our absolute best to mend those relationships, to seek forgiveness for things that we have done and to forgive others. We have tried our best to bring our family back together. That doesn't always go as planned. And unfortunately, that's something that I think a lot of Christians have to deal with when you are a first-generation Christian or you're someone who's just really getting serious about your faith in a very radical way and you've been a part of a family who just goes to church on Christmas and Easter or is just very shallow, that can be really difficult when you're trying to call them to something much more radical because we can get so comfortable in that shallow Christianity or if it just wasn't there in the first place, that's even harder because they don't understand how you could even come to this kind of conversion. I definitely, for those of you who are are also a part of more broken families who aren't Christian. Like we definitely understand what it's like to deal with generational curses of having a broken family and of having very strained relationships. And it's something that's really difficult to deal with because you're trying your best to set those boundaries and to be like, okay, 
We love you and we want to see our family come back together again in some different ways or we want to see it come together in a new way for the first time because like in our family, that has been a very generational thing where we have had broken relationships for many generations, Mm -hmm. not just in our parents' generation with their parents or anything like that. It's been a long pattern in our family. That especially can be really hard to break as first and second generation Christians because you're trying to balance wanting to see your family come back together, wanting to see them have the same kind of radical conversion or new understanding that you have of Christianity. And then at the same time being like, but this is not how we come together. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of families will look at certain things like drinking alcohol or doing drugs as something that is like a bonding experience or speaking a certain way or behaving a certain way or different things. You know, it doesn't have to be the super big things like Mm -hmm. alcohol and drugs, but you know, those are just the things that I think come to mind pretty easily for a lot of us. But it can even be things like the way that you're speaking, the way you're behaving, the way you are looking at things, the way that you are thinking about things. It can come in a lot of different forms. But at the end of the day, we simply need to nail down what's going on in my family that is sinful, Mm -hmm. that does not glorify the Lord. And those are the things that I'm not going to participate in. We definitely understand that it can be really hard to set those kind of boundaries, especially when your family looks at those things as, well, this is how we do come together as a family. Mm -hmm. This is how we do bond. This Mm -hmm. is how we do get closer to each other. And you're over here like, no, that is not how it's supposed to be. And then it can be really difficult because that creates a lot of tension and it can create a lot of hard feelings between different people because it's like, oh, you think you're better than me or you think you know how to make decisions better than me or something like that. And so that can really cause a lot of tension. And then obviously all kinds of different things that we could talk about when it comes to forgiveness and all those kinds of different things. And forgiving even when your family is not forgiving, that's definitely a hard lesson to learn, uh, one that we have all had to learn because I think that is one of the most difficult things when you've come to this place where you're ready to forgive some things because you understand that They don't know as well as you do what they're doing, what kind of decisions they're making, and how they can be sinful and are not glorifying to the Lord. But it can be really hard when you're not receiving that same kind of forgiveness for things that you maybe did before your conversion, Mm -hmm. before you got saved, and before you started making those radical decisions. And another thing is it can be really hard to bring these things up to your family and explain, okay, this is wrong. This is Mm -hmm. sinful. And here's why I'm not going to be participating in this anymore. Because a lot of times they're not even thinking about it, right? A generational curse to me is something that they don't even realize that they're doing that thing. They don't Mm -hmm. realize that it's a habit that they have. And so for you to bring it up to them in a sort of hey, this is a problem and this is why I will not be participating in this problem anymore as a family. So it is difficult to bring these things up because they're going to probably be a bit surprised that you have a problem with it Mm -hmm. when it's something that you guys have done your whole entire life probably. They will probably use the excuse, well, this is what we've always done and this is how it's always been and it's okay. It's not a big deal. And I just think that there's a song by Chris Renzima. I know we've mentioned him like the past three episodes. I told (laughs) Before this episode, I was like, I think we have mentioned him for three episodes 
straight. He's maybe. just so good, though. He really is. And he has a song called Hereditary. And I love, love, love the lyrics of this song. And in the song, he says, uh, he kind of goes through how in the chorus, he says, because it's in the blood coursing through my veins. Same old story, same family name. Prone to wonder this heart in me because the human condition's hereditary. And this is the part that I really love. He says, so would you come take an ax to my family tree? Oh, heavenly father, would you adopt me? I just that last uh, line is the sweetest line. It's in so any song sweet I've ever listened to, and I really like that he makes a point in this that we all have this sin problem, right? Mm-hmm. We all have this sin problem, and that is also another thing. A lot of people think that generational curses are here to stay. That it's just you can't do anything about it. There's nothing to be done. It's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And I really want to take the time to state today that that is not the case. Generational curses are just sin problems that need to be stopped. Yeah. They are just sin problems that need to be done away with through the blood of Jesus. And that is more than possible. That is why the cross happened. That is why Mm -hmm. Jesus' death took place, to break things like generational curses. Because when you get to the root of it, it's just a sin problem. So I don't want us to think that, uh, because I know that a lot of people think this today, that generational curses are a special type of sin that will never go away. Mm -hmm. And if that was the case, then to that I would say, well, then what is the point of the cross? What is the point of Jesus dying and even going back further than that, living a perfect sinless life in order to die to be the perfect sacrifice for our sin for things like generational curses? Mm -hmm. Because if generational curses are more powerful than the blood of Jesus, which I would say a lot of Christians operate this way, they have this type of mindset towards generational curses, then the cross really means nothing. Mm -hmm. It really makes no impact on our lives. And so I want to challenge that sort of theology and that kind of mindset because that's just, that's wrong thinking. That's a wrong mindset to have because the blood of Jesus is more than powerful. Um, It is more than able to remove those generational curses in your family. Yeah. And to not only remove the generational curses, but to replace them with generational blessings. Mm -hmm. And this is not some type of prosperity gospel that I'm preaching. This is that's not what I mean by generational blessings. What I mean by that is he can restore your family. He can redeem your family in yeah. such a way that he replaces those old habits with new ones that incorporate seeking him all the more and include really pursuing him in the way that you were always intended to and having a personal relationship with him that does away with all the alcoholism, that does away with the drug abuse, that does away with any kind of bad communication, divorce that runs in your family, Mm -hmm. bad marriages, any type of sexual abuse, whatever it may be in your family that you're dealing with, Jesus can redeem that. He can Mm -hmm. restore that. And he can also restore those relationships between your family members. So don't ever view generational curses as something that is just here to stay. Jesus can take an ax to your family tree and he can cut away with and do away with all of the evil and all of the sin and he can replace it with himself. There is such good news that can be found when discussing this topic and you don't have to operate in the way that your family did. And the thing is, even 
even if they want to continue to choose to operate in those generational curses, if they want to continue those bad habits and all of that, you don't have to. You don't have to choose that. You can choose something completely different, something that is so focused on him and so good that just consumes you, consumes your attention, consumes your focus. And you can do better with your family. I'm always telling our Bible study girls, no matter how you've been raised, no matter the type of family that you have been in your whole entire life, that does not matter. You can do things differently in your family. You can raise your kids differently and you can teach them how to pursue Jesus in a radical way, even if you were never taught that way, because you want to do that now. But it starts with us. And I think that is the main point that we want to make today is that if you're trying to restore family relationships, if you're trying to do better, if you want Jesus to take an ax to your family tree, then you have to be willing to surrender all to him. And you have to be willing to do things much differently. You cannot choose the same things that your family has chosen. You cannot continue to do those things to live that kind of lifestyle. You have to choose a whole new way of living if you want to do things differently and you want the outcome to be different. We did an episode. It's been a while now. I will try to link it in the description if I can remember which one it was now about choosing different things in order to have a different outcome. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that when it comes to generational curses, we have to make different choices in order to live different lifestyles. That's just how it is. It can be very easy to choose the same things that we have seen displayed to us, the Mm -hmm. same example that we've had in our lives because we know what that kind of outcome is going to be. We've seen it played out a zillion and one times before. That makes it easy. And that is just our natural inclination as human beings. We've seen this done before. We've seen this uh, result. We may not like the result, but hey, at least we know what it'll be. And then we continue in the same bad habits and the same sin that our families have chosen. And so if you want to live differently, especially if you want to do life with Jesus, he's going to require you to make different choices. Mm -hmm. It comes down to a very simple concept. I mean, how do you break a generational curse? You respond differently, period. Yeah. That's it. Sometimes responding differently looks pretty radical depending on the kind of family you come out of or depending on the type of conversion you've had. But that is what it comes down to. You break a generational curse by responding to things differently because obviously throughout generations you have the same things happening. It's just the human experience is hereditary. Like Mm -hmm. he says in the song, you have things that happen in every generation and a lot of us come from families where the same decision was made in every generation. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be that generation. We can be a completely new generation. We can start growing our own family tree and we can completely start from scratch Mm -hmm. because that is possible. That is possible when you allow Jesus to be the one that is cutting down your family tree and is regrowing it and is replanting it and is digging in a different spot, is not rooting you in the same things that your entire family has been rooted in Mm -hmm. your entire life. One thing I really love about our Bible study group is that it honestly, it feels like we are a bunch of first generation Christians in a way because a lot of our friends come from families who their parents are not radical Christians and they've made a lot of decisions that now we as young adults and as women who are trying to figure out what life looks like when we've been in families where getting a job is normal and sending your kids to daycare is normal or different things like that, that is all considered normal Mm -hmm. in these families. And so we're all coming together every Thursday and every Sunday. And we tend to talk about the same things a lot because it's just really, it's 
it's a girl thing, you know, we just, <laughs> girls do that. But we're all genuinely trying to start our lives from scratch almost in a way because we don't necessarily have a direct example we get to follow. Luckily, Lily and I have been blessed with having parents who have enabled us to be very radical Christians, but a lot of our friends don't have that. A lot of our friends really are first generation Christians, if yeah. we're being honest. So we're all just trying to figure out what does life look like when you're trying to live it completely differently and you're trying to break those generational curses of both parents going to work and then your kids are rebellious and then you have a dysfunctional family and then that ends in divorce and then you don't speak to your kids anymore or you have just really strained relationships with them and different things like that. We're all trying to figure out, okay, how do we prevent that from happening? Mm -hmm. So that's something that we're talking through every single week. And I think in our ministry a lot this year, our family's ministry, we have seen a lot of first-generation Christians this year, a lot of brand new conversions out of a lot of different generational curses that are tough and are hard to break, but are breakable mm -hmm. in the end. And I think that's definitely been an encouragement to me this year because we haven't had the benefit of seeing our our family respond to the gospel the same way that we have but it's been really cool to see a lot of the people around us who are coming to Jesus and are getting to experience that with their family and are getting to experience that in a whole different way than we've ever been able to experience it and it's encouraging because then it just kind of cements the fact that you already know mm -hmm. but sometimes you forget that it is possible mm -hmm. to see generational curses broken even further back in your family tree than just you. If you come from a family that has a lot of generational curses, that has a lot of broken relationships and a lot of bad habits, it is possible to get out of that. Mm -hmm. Not by yourself, definitely not possible by yourself, but with Jesus and a full reliance on him and some clear boundaries, some distance, it is definitely possible to break generational curses. Once you are rooted in your faith and you know what Jesus calls you to and you have overcome these curses, it is 110% possible to go back to your family and look at the life that you used to live and to display to them the new life that they could have. Mm -hmm. And so that is our job as Christians. I think honestly that is one of the strongest points of evangelism that we can take part in because no one has as much credibility with your family as you do. In all likelihood, they aren't going to listen to someone as much as they would listen to you. Mm -hmm. It may not seem like they're going to listen to you. It may not seem like they are listening to you, but you have to keep talking and you have to keep giving them something to listen to when they choose to listen to it. So I wanted to end with this one verse that was just kind of encouraging to me. It's from Colossians 2.7. And it says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. I find this verse interesting because a lot of us would say, okay, but I haven't been taught that. But the really cool part is that we do have a heavenly father that's willing to adopt us mm -hmm. and he is willing to teach us what it means to be rooted and built up in him and to be established in our faith. So even if your earthly parents never taught you that, even if the family around you doesn't seem like they're coming close to that anytime soon, just know that you do have a heavenly father who is willing to adopt you and who is willing to teach you how to be established in your faith and how to grow a new family tree and how to respond differently to some of the same choices that have been given to the people before you. Mm -hmm. So 
we're going to wrap up the episode here. We hope that you guys enjoyed it and that it was helpful to some of you. This is something that I've been thinking about for a while, so I'm excited that we were able to sit down and talk about it a little bit because I know that a lot of us are dealing with the same things. And I mean, even just in our sphere, all of our friends are dealing with some kind of generational curse that they're trying to figure out how to break, how to overcome. So this is definitely a prevalent problem that a lot of us are dealing with. So we hope that this episode did encourage you in this area of your life because we know how discouraging it can be sometimes. Mm -hmm. We hope that it gave you some hope and that it just encouraged you to continue reaching out to your family. Maybe if you haven't reached out to them in a while, do so. Give them a call, shoot them a text, go visit and use it as another opportunity to tell them about Jesus. Don't let it be in vain. Don't let it be something that you're just doing because it's an obligation. Do it because you genuinely care about them and want to see them changed in the same way that you've been changed. So we are going to wrap this episode up in prayer. So please pray with us. Lord, I just thank you for this day and I thank you for giving us the opportunity to just sit down and talk about some of the different things that we have experienced and hopefully just encourage some of the other people listening in some of the things that they're going through. We know that this is a problem that a lot of us deal with, but I pray that you would help each and every one of us to use it as an opportunity to just share you with others um, and especially with the people closest to us in our families. And I pray that you really would just give us the courage and the discipline to overcome these generational curses that we have all experienced, but that we all know do not glorify you and are sinful. And so I pray that you would just give us the willpower and the reliance on you to overcome those things and to not allow them to repeat themselves in future generations, that we would influence our kids and our grandkids and uh, all the generations that come after us to follow you and to be devoted to you and not devoted to all of the different generational curses that have been experienced in our families in the past. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it and we pray that this is one that just impacts your life, is one that you come back and listen to and are reminded of the hope that we have in Christ. And we will talk to you all next Monday. Bye, guys.